Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. As always, it's great to have you along. Now, today's episode is the final episode in the series we've been producing called Eknath Yaswaran's Words to Live By. This is episode 12 and the final episode in the series. It's been an absolute pleasure and beyond enlightening to produce this work. It's something I sincerely hope will help you, will lead you, will guide you. And as is always the case, be the start of the next phase, the next stage of your journey. As I was producing the last episode in this series, and as you tend to do, you have maybe a sense of pride or a sense of achievement or a sense of accomplishment that something's finished. And as I turned the page in Eknath's book, which the series is based on, and as always, I implore you to get hold of a copy of that. There was another two or three pages which were not part of the main text. And part of that was a reading list. And it just struck me that I hadn't even really started on the journey. And uh, that's not a negative statement. And I'm sure you all recognize that. Sometimes we think, right, we've got there, we've done it, we've done it. We've got to the place we want to be. And all it is, is another plateau at another level that allows us to see further and higher because the journey never ends. So the journey to your destination will never end and um, I hope that leader, manager, coach and particularly Eknathiaswan's words to live by are of profound value to you. But here we go with the final episode and as always I'm picking out the main points. Okay, here we go, number one from Eknath is whatever it is you're endeavoring to do, whatever it is you're aiming to facilitate in others or produce or create in your own quest and journey, remember, yes, to try hard, yes, to endeavor, yes, to give it everything you've got with all the passion you've got in your body, but underlying that, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Yes, judge yourself, but judge yourself in a kind light so that you can have a learning experience, but avoid the condemnation and the almost tragic point that I'm sure we've all got to in our lives and some of us hang on to that. And that's something that certainly shrouded parts of my life where I've been extremely hard on myself and had that awful emotion of guilt and failure that goes along with it. There's no need for that. And as Eknath says, be kind to yourself. We are all on our own journey. And tomorrow, 
the next second, the next minute is the beginning of the next chapter. Okay, here's the next one, and this is particularly pertinent to sports, and it's a great debate and a great argument. And Eknath reminds us that it's a good thing to know and find out what our weaknesses are and to work on them. Now, in sport, particularly in football, particularly in the development of young players, we have a, a philosophy often that we should find out what it is that players are good at and we should help them to develop that and not to worry about their weaknesses. I think that differs from a philosophy that was certainly in existence when I was a young player where it was work on this technique, work on your, your non-strong foot, in my case my left foot, work on your heading if that's not great, work on your positional play if that's not great. What seems to have been the flow recently is to find out what people's strengths are and to work on them. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I think as in many, many aspects of life, if not all aspects of life, there is a balance. And if you find, for example, for example, that in a particular aspect of your sport, your player's sport, your business, your family, that there, there is something. Let, let's pick an example out of sport because it's a, you know, we have a massive focus on football, that it's, it's somebody's left foot that constantly lets them down. They have to keep coming, coming back onto their right foot in order to play a quality pass or to, to, to distribute the ball well. Well, how much better would they be if they were able to perform equally as well or, or sufficiently well on the other foot? What about another example? For example, if anger, if the emotion of anger keeps popping up in your life and taking over your mental state and therefore nulling your ability to be in control in certain moments in your life, whether that's relationships, whether that's a sport, whether that's a decision-making process, how much better if we could learn to control that? How much better would our lives be? So. Working on your weaknesses, not a bad thing, Eknath reminds us. Number three, in our quests, remember we have little or no control of outcome. There are too many factors involved, too much beyond our control. The world, the universe has many millions, if not billions of factors going on at the same time that can influence the outcome. We only have to look at the time that this podcast is being produced at the COVID-19 pandemic. That alone has impacted the whole world to some degree. And no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you push yourself, that then if you are not allowed legally to play your sport, if you cannot engage in activities that you, you wish to engage in, that you need to engage in, then, you know, the, the, you have to take that into consideration. It cannot not be factored in. So remember to be process orientated. Yes, work hard. Yes, do your visualization, your affirmations, your training, your coaching, your, your, 
preparation, your reviews, do the hard work, do the graft, put the time in, listen to people, do what it is you do in your daily activities. But remember that that is about process and all you can do is be the very best and do the very best in the process and let the outcomes take care of themselves. We cannot control the outcomes as Ryan Holiday so often talks about. All we can do is do our best in the situation. Okay, next one. When you are working with yourself and you are working with others, particularly young people and particularly with athletes, you will see snatches and glimpses of greatness. Sometimes in your own endeavors, you will know that you things have worked out really well. You've achieved something, you acted, you, you, you were at that particular time being the very best you could be in whatever capacity that is, as a coach, as a leader, as a manager, as a facilitator, as a human being, whatever it is. You, and you will also see that in, in, in people you work with, people in your team. But the process isn't so much that people hit that height of greatness and stay there. It's that you, they show that light, they show that greatness for maybe one game, one second, one minute, a flash of inspiration. And then they can easily return, as we all do, to a, to a, to a slightly lower level. And if we're not careful, we can get frustrated by that and we can wish and push and demand that we are at that better level and we stay there. But life isn't like that. Flowers only flower for a certain amount of time before they wither and die and then they'll come back again at a certain time later. You know, it's the same with trees. They, they flourish at a certain time of the year and then they close down and shut down and, and they have to regroup and re-strengthen for the, for, the for the next season. And that is what happens in human beings and it's not always in that time frame, but I'm sure you get what the, the analogy I'm trying to get. So do not get frustrated. Try not to get frustrated, certainly with yourself and certainly with those who you are coaching and leading. At times when we need help, at times when we need something to guide us, something to help us, remember, it's a great thing to have We'll call it a mantra. Eknath talks about a mantra. People talk about it as a buzzword. You can talk about it as a, as a summary of your philosophy in one word. There's a book called One Word, I think it is, which, which implores you to work out which particular word can actually bring everything about your life together. And you can use that to bring you back when things are going awry, things are going astray, when the the there's a loss of that control in your mind you may feel depressed you may feel angry you may feel upset you may may feel distraught you may think it's all black and everything is going wrong what is what is it that can still you what word is it what what sentence what what meaningful passage can bring you back and can connect as an anchor it really can be that strong and Eknath goes into phenomenal detail about that kind of having that kind of thing in your life and uh, 
you know, there are many people that will vouch for the, for the efficacy of, of affirmations and how powerful they can be in our, in our minds. And next one from Eknath leading on for that is remember, we have, to, we, we have to clean up our thinking. We cannot expect to have fantastic external results in terms of performances in any aspect of life unless we have previously and already had the same thing occur mentally or internally. You know, there's, there's many great people, many great leaders who will tell you that actions will follow thoughts. And if you can tell what somebody's internal life is like from the external results, if somebody is somebody who flies off the handle at the least thing, is angry often, is overly aggressive, is frenzied, is seems to be frequently at odds with, with everybody at the world, then it's, it's apparent or not apparent, but it will be true that their internal world, their mind is working the same way. And if you come across somebody who is in control, somebody who is serene, somebody who is happy, somebody who is able to listen and be present and actually follow through on what it is they say they're going to do and, and fulfill their role and go the extra mile and be service orientated and be all the things that we, we want our leaders to be and we would like to be ourselves, then you can almost guarantee, in fact, you can guarantee that their internal world is that way. And the chicken or the egg is that they're both related. But if you, the only thing we can really do in terms of preparation for the next moment is to control what our minds are like. So as, as, uh, some of the great mystics have said, as within, so without. So as within, so without. Just means you can control your life by controlling your mind and you can teach your people, your players, your athletes, your family, your, your team to control their externals by controlling their internals. Remember that the past is gone. Eknath reminds us that the past is gone and it can never be, it's a line that can never be replayed. Its value is in learning from it and understanding what we could do better, but not constantly replaying it. We all have our stories. Me, <laughs> no different than anybody else. We all have our stories. This is me. This is my story. This is my woe. These are my problems. This is what I was born with. This is my family. These are the people who irritate me. These are the things that would, if these had gone better, different, I would be in this situation. This person let me down. This situation occurred. This virus came along, etc., etc., etc. Is that true? If we decide it's true, yes. If we decide to set it aside as something that has gone that can never return, then 
it will be of greater value because we have taken what is valuable out of it in terms of learning, but we do not let it negatively influence our lives by constantly replaying it and coming back. Otherwise, we go back emotionally to where we were before. And if we believe that as within, so without, then we partially replay that emotion, which brings back the same elements into our physical existence. So remember, the past is gone. The only thing we can do is work on the very moment we have now. Challenges. Eknath's next one is about challenges. And this is totally aligned with Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way. We bemoan our challenges. We've probably said this before. We bemoan our challenges. The reason we have our challenges is because we see them as challenges. And they're only challenges to make us different than we are. And the reason that they have that wonderful power is... Because if we are able to rise to that challenge and do the work necessary to overcome that particular challenge, we will grow. It's not about removing the problem. Because how often in life have we said, if only that hadn't happened, if only that would have been different. That just takes away the beautiful universe given challenge that is allowing us to grow and making us grow and, and making us go through some discomfort to grow out of the skin we're in and break out into a new one so that we are able to face something bigger and greater next time and deal with this particular type of challenge almost as if it isn't there because that's what happens you see a, somebody who's excellent at something the things that bother you they don't even come into their consciousness because they bypass that stage and that is what you're aiming to do with challenges so be careful not to bemoan them but learn to to, to welcome them as strange as that may be, because they are your way to freedom and your next level and to another stage of greatness. And in that, you have to be brave. And as Eknath reminds us, it was his grandmother who left him with one particular thing that he remembers when he left home for the first time as a young man. Eknath, she said, follow your own star. And you too have to follow your own star. Only you really know. You can have all the advice in the world. You can take all the, read all the books, listen to all the people. But ultimately, if you go deep inside yourself, what it is that, you, that your source is telling you from within your own heart is the way to go. Follow your own star. Greatness will come from authenticity, not copying somebody else or living a life 
that somebody has told you you should live. That's something that many of us have done and I've talked about it before on the podcast. It's something that uh, I've certainly done. Compliance isn't everything. And if you want to understand about compliance and uh, read some of Emerson's work, read an essay by Emerson. And uh, he talks, the whole subject of his essay is about following your own star. Wonderful stuff. Great people who talk about the same thing. The next one. Egnar talks about a parable. He talks about a parable. And it's something that's very close to my heart. The return of the prodigal son. And without, it's not about, podcast is not about religious. It's, it's, it's about wisdom. And Egnar talks about this as a story of forgiveness. And if we go back to the very first point that Eknath gave us for this episode, it was be kind to yourself. And one way we need to be kind to ourselves is to constantly forgive. And it's an absolute fundamental fact of life, as the Stoic philosophy tells us time and time again. Life is going to be brutal to us. It's going to disrupt our plans. Things are going to break down. People will let us down. We will feel offended. We will feel hurt. We will be lost. Things will happen to us. We will lose financially. And there will be challenges. That is a given. And we can only forgive others if we have first forgiven ourselves. And the return of the prodigal son goes also one stage further. It's linked to what I've just said before, what Eknath taught us about forgetting the past. Because for everything we do that doesn't work, that doesn't go our way, when we think we could have done better, when we know we could have done something different, when we know it would have been better if we were kinder, if we'd have spent more time, if we'd have done X, Y, or Z, we can forget the past, as Eknath reminds us, and we can forgive ourselves because we know in the next second, in the next moment, we can try again. It's that renewal when we have that power to begin again. And that return of the prodigal son is is just a story that reminds us that we all make mistakes. We all err. Uh, we all go wrong. We all, if whatever you think wrong is, we all go different ways. But we can all come back to a place that we know is better, we know is right, we know is aligned, and we can forgive ourselves. And that story of forgiveness is a reminder that the sooner we do that, the more often we do that, the more baby steps we can take towards our own goals and helping others. If you have a young player who goes out onto the pitch and has a dream of being the greatest footballer he can be, he's going to go out on that pitch and he's going to make mistakes. He's going to do good things. He's going to do average things. He's going to do poor things. He's going to give the ball away. He's going to get lost. He's going to have bad games. He's going to feel ill. He's going to miss chances. He's going to feel tired. He's going to get bullied. He's going to get pushed off the ball. He's going to have issues. He's going to have all kinds of things that go wrong on the journey. And one of the greatest things you can do is be there for him and 
teach him and facilitate and learn and show him or her the way to constantly forgive himself or herself and constantly try again. It's just a reminder to keep trying again. And then the next time, a little bit better. And the next time, a little bit worse. And then the next time, a little bit better and a little bit better. And we constantly have to keep doing that. And if we do, it is the way. It's the only way. And that is the journey that we all must take following our own star. As Eknath tells us, and in that light, he, as we come to the end of his, his great wisdom, he talks about not having your eyes on others and wondering why they are great and why they are good and why you are so small, but following your own star and doing what you can with what you have where you are. It's the only place you can work from. The tools you have are the tools you have right now. You cannot wish for a bigger tool. You cannot wish for a bigger uh, amount of energy. You have what you have. And it is the only place to work from. And if you work from it, then your next stage of development will appear. It is the only way. And in doing that, it will enable you to be ready. Because opportunity, whatever opportunity is, whether that's a new contract, whether it's a new job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a game, whether it's a business deal, whether it's, it, it can be anything, whatever it is, the next thing you have to be ready. Because if you're close-minded, if you're obsessed with the past, if you're not ready, you will miss the boat. It doesn't mean another opportunity won't come but it will just cost you in terms of time. Be ready. How do you be ready? You do the work with what you have, where you are, and be open to change. As Eknath reminds us. And being open to change means being patiently impatient. Eknath talks about the journey. The journey to, as George Leonard talks about in Mastery, and as Anyone who's achieved any kind of success that we term success in, in, in the world today, whether that's music or sport or politics or literature, it takes many, many years of hard work, grind, effort, failure, getting up, starting again. That is the journey. And it is patient impatience. If we're completely impatient all the time, we will burn ourselves out with anger and frustration. But if we are impatient because we want to achieve more, we want to get to the next level, we have that passion to get something better than it is, and we are kind to ourselves and patiently understand that this is the process. Patient impatience, as Eknath talks about. And remember, as we come to the end of Eknath's wisdom, the last two things that I thought were pertinent that he left us with were it only takes one candle to light a whole room one candle and you with whatever your endeavor is whether anybody else likes it or not whether anybody else believes it buys your books buys your wisdom buys your thoughts pays you a million dollars or not 
you can be that candle. And that candle can start, can light another candle, it can light another candle, it can light another candle. It's, it's just an analogy to say that you, with the smallest start, the smallest thing that you can imagine, because that's sometimes how it feels, you can start anything, but it has to start somewhere. And the final thing, which is aligned so much with that, is that it, the only thing you have control of is now. Yes, you can learn from the past. Yes, it's vital you have a vision for the future because that is what will pull you and drive you. But the only thing you have control of is the moment of now. And I think that's a wonderful place to leave Eknath's wisdom. It's been a fantastic, fantastic journey. Uh, as I said at the beginning, I hope you've got masses and masses from it. Please dive into the book. Please let me know what you think. And, um, you know, I only hope that it's been as valuable to you and will be as valuable to you as it's been to me personally to share this. Eknathi Asmaran's words to live by. Great to share. As always, appreciate your time. Catch you later. Bye-bye.